So with powder foundations, I just have to say a cute little PSA for a moment. I need us all to cancel and retire the thought of using foundation powder all over your face, like for your foundation. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. That's cute. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. to foundation powders have you gotten the new dior one they just came out with a new one the no powder powder so they came out with a new powder foundation it's supposed to be like lightweight i got it was so excited to try it but i literally was like i don't know how to put this on (laughs) i'm scared i don't have it i'm so sad dior is like honestly my number one favorite makeup brand ever tell me how to use this without looking like a cake. So I don't know what that powder looks like. Like, is it a pressed or a loose? It's their Forever Natural Velvet Powder Foundation. It's a compact powder. It's long-wearing, lightweight, matte. But just in general, like with powder foundations. So with powder foundations, I just have to say a cute little PSA for a moment. I need us all to cancel and retire the thought of using foundation powder all over your face, like for your foundation. I feel like we need to leave that back in 2010. That's what we did in high school. We have elevated ourselves. We are better than that. And what I like to use foundation powders for is specifically adding dimension to the face and more so when I am doing more of a glam makeup look. So I think foundation powders are best for someone who doesn't want the no makeup makeup, you know, because foundation powders are going to give you more coverage. I like that best for someone who is ready for a more glam-ish type of look. And like I said, using that for dimension in the face. So going back to brightening powders, same thing, also opposite. So I like to use (laughs) the Charlotte Tilbury, right? The bright one, as an example, in the center of the face. Then I like to use a deeper foundation powder for the outer parts of the face. That reinforces the cream contour or the cream bronzer that I'm using. And that really makes your makeup photograph really well in really high flash photography or on really intense video shoots where there's a lot of lighting. Yeah, that's what I like to use foundation powders for. I also like it for a little added coverage, but you should be fully covered in the sense of like any acne spots or any dark circles. Like you should be already covered by your creams and your liquids before hopping into a foundation powder. 
So here's a question, though. Some people, because of the type of skin they have, they can only really use foundation powders. Like they can't go in with creams and stuff like that. Maybe they have like a skin issue that they're dealing with or like extreme sensitivities. And a lot of like derms and estheticians are always like just use a powder foundation. Then let's say you're only going to use a powder foundation. How are you applying that just in terms of like tools used? Okay. So it depends. If you're wanting a good amount of coverage out of it, I would say using a either a powder puff or a powder sponge and picking up that product, like massaging it over the pressed powder. Typically foundation powders are pressed. And so we'll, you know, rub that over. And then again, like kind of massage that puff, kind of fold it into a taco massage that in and then you can press that over. So pressing, not not rubbing, not like swiping, press. Yeah, because swiping is going to... And even if you were to use a brush, my response would still be the same to press versus swipe because when you're swiping, it's just inconsistent. So I really like to make sure you're not over applying a product. So that's why using a sponge is really great for just like pressing that into the areas. And yeah, that's probably how I would apply it as an all over powder. And let's say you want a little bit more coverage after you applied the powder with a sponge or a puff or whatever, you can always take a brush, dust that brush into the foundation powder and then lightly, you know, brush that over your face. And this will kind of make everything super, super even and more airbrushed. Perfect. Okay. Let's get into eyeshadow because I know you have thoughts on eyeshadow and eyeshadow palettes. What are your absolute favorite palettes on the market at the moment? Neutrals, bright shades, everything. I got a list for you. Okay. Santa Claus is coming to town. (laughs) So yeah, when I got my kit redone, it made me realize how much I really like these specific palettes I'm going to tell you and these specific eyeshadows and what I use them for. So my number one go-to must-have in my makeup kit is the Makeup by Mario Master Mattes. This is a nude eyeshadow palette, all mattes, but it is their one-stop shop for neutral mattes eyeshadows. The blendability is perfect. The pigmentation uh, payoff is perfect. He did amazing with this entire palette. So I have already bought three and I will continue to buy more if need be. So that is number one. Then I would say Dior eyeshadow palettes. So Dior eyeshadow palettes are so blendable and the pigment is so crazy strong that when you take a brush and you tap it into whatever color, let's pretend it's a blue, which I do really love a blue eyeshadow palette from them. I'll tell you in a second. But there, if you just pick up the blue, just a tiny, tiny bit, you can use that little tiny bit that you picked up all over the eye and make like an entire smoky eye with dimension with just that little bit that you picked up just one time. So that is why I love the Dior eyeshadow palettes. They're very smooth and blendable. My top favorite Dior eyeshadow palettes are the blue eyeshadow palette from them. Um, It's like a quad. Well, it's not a quad because there's five. What would that be, Curves? 
It's not the backstage, right? It's like the actual Dior. Exactly. Yeah. I've never actually tried the backstage cribs. I know you have the backstage. I've never actually tried them. I love them. I I need to try it. I actually really wanted to try it back at your house, but it wasn't a day for neutrals. You know, going to the half magic was not a day for neutrals. Peter Phillips knows what he's doing. Does he ever? So the blue eyeshadow palette is the 279, the most used eyeshadows from their neutral palettes that I use are 629 and then 519. One is like more of a mustardy, really light kind of yellowy brown in a sense. And then the other one is like more of a warmer, your typical regular regular neutral palette. And then they have this fuchsia pink that I want to encourage everybody to get the blue and or the pink. It is so beautiful. It's like the perfect fuchsia color. And like I said, the blendability is really nice. So it makes it really nice if you're really intimidated by color. Opt for a really good brand of eyeshadow because if you're going to, you know, it's your first time using blue eyeshadow, you don't want to just cheap out and get like some $5 eyeshadow palette and then you apply it and then it looks crappy because, you know, then it's going to turn you off from using color any other time. So invest in your colors, honey. With that said, my next number one, my most used bright color eyeshadow palettes would be from Viseart. Honey, Viseart. They're like makeup artists go-to hands down, but I feel like not a lot of people know about them. They are a little bit more on the pricier side, but they have this palette. It's called the 08 Editorial Bright. So it has, I don't know, let's pretend it's like 18 or maybe 16 eyeshadows on there, but they're all almost neon bright colors. And I love to use this with a mixing medium. Like when I do bright editorial looks, I love to use this palette and I can mix it with a different mixing medium and create eyeliner out of the eyeshadow colors. I can mix it with a different mixing medium, make colored mascara. It's a perfect staple to have in any makeup artist kit because the person you'll be blown away by how many times you show up to set and you think you're going to do a neutral eye. And then it's all of a sudden they want bright purple or like a neon yellow or something. So that's a great one to have in your kit. Okay. You touched on this like a second ago, but can you talk a little bit more about like the difference between like a high quality eyeshadow and one where you're like, this is cheap? Because you don't have to spend a ton of money to get a good quality product. No. Definitely not. There's so many good ones out there. But the way that you can tell if something is just like cheap in the sense of quality would be when it flakes all over the place. There's a lot of fallout. So when you pick up a product with a brush and it just like dusts all over the place. And then another way is if you're applying this to your eyes and you're not seeing a lot of color payoff. That is another way that I like to see it as like, this is not the eyeshadow palette for me. And then the way that it blends, if it all of a sudden just like sits there and doesn't move at all, then that's a no for me. I like my products, like the Dior or the, I mean, all the ones I just told you, when they apply, you have so much give with it and you can keep blending for days and days and days. And you're just going to get the best output with those eyeshadows. But that's what I would say. It's like a buttery, smooth finish when you're applying 
your eyeshadow. So it's very smooth and blends out really nice. That's how I would kind of describe it as. Awesome. Okay. We've reached the end of the interview, but we wanted to do something that you've probably seen going viral on different platforms. What are five things, Melissa Herkman, you would not do personally being a professional makeup artist when it comes to makeup? Okay. Well, easy one for client. I wouldn't be dirty. I would be super sanitized because that's what you got to do. So yeah, we're going to put hygiene at the top of the list. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt. This actually reminded me of a Glam Jolino question. Someone was like, are we really supposed to tap powder instead of blowing on it? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So yes. And the reason why, like I'll take obviously for hygiene purposes, like I won't bore you with that. That's just a no-go for hygiene because nobody wants their germs on the eyeshadow and then popped on the eyeballs. But Besides that, when you blow on your powder brush for your face or for your eyes, you are exhaling all this, you know, moisture. And so when you apply it, it's going to get spotty and you may not even see it right then and there, but there's going to be a day, honey, that you're going to look at your makeup and it's going to be a little splotchy. And you know why? It's because you blew on your eyeshadow brush or your foundation brush or whatever the heck it is. Right. So. Wow. 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 Save you for a later time. Okay, so I would, I'm gonna ruffle feathers with this one, Kirby. I'm sorry, but I would not use a foundation powder as foundation all over my face. Like I just wouldn't. Please message me if you think that there, you know, is no other option. I would love to help you. Let me help you. So that is probably one of them. I would have to say I would not apply foundation just like all over the face and make the face look one dimensional in the sense of like, you can't see skin through. I always think that, you know, I like to cover areas of the face where it needs more coverage and then leave skin looking like skin in other areas. Even if it's the most heavy glam that I've ever done, there's still an aspect of like, for lack of better words, it looks pretty, you know? It makes me sound bad, but I just don't like seeing makeup that is just fully caked one coverage all over the face. I think that there should be variety there. So that would be another. I would always make sure that my kit is crazy organized. I guess that kind of goes in a little bit with sanitation, but there's just something about being organized that makes you look really expensive as well. So honey, if it makes you look expensive, that means that your rate can be expensive and you know, it's just all good things going up and up. So I would say that. And then one more would be investing in good skincare key. Cause you can always use drugstore foundation. Um, and not saying that there's not good drugstore skincare, but just figure out what really good in your makeup kit for skincare and really take the time to prep your client's skin. I love to use like Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. I like to use sheet masks and like the whole shebang. So I just find that that makes the process a lot smoother, nicer, and polished when you take the time for that. Melissa, when she applies my skincare on my face, I'm like, oh, just keep (laughs) touching my face. Keep touching it. It's like a a real, like a, it's not romantic. It's kind of romantic, but it's like, she's like smoothing it onto the face. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Melissa. You know who I would love to Actually, for either one of you, can you please get your makeup done by Hung Van Gogh? He 
have you ever seen how he applies the skincare? Yes. It's like sexy. Yes, it really is. Like it makes you relax. It's like ASMR for your eyeballs. It is so nice. And yeah, he's my inspiration for sure for like skin prep and everything. He really knows what he's doing. Well, I want to get my makeup done by you. So cutie. I know we haven't done that in so long. Just drive down the street. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, we could have shot this in person. Uh, I know we actually are working on that, Melissa. So I'm bummed that we are doing it just via Zoom, but we'll figure it out in the future. That being said, I want our makeup to be done by you and have Max Bronner photograph us for upcoming Los Angeles assets. So we need to figure it out. But we love you. Thank you so much for spending an hour with us today and sharing all of this incredible powder knowledge. Where can everybody find you online? Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I love both of you so very much. And I'm so proud of you with this whole podcast and just your whole endeavors. I'm so proud of you. So you can find me on all platforms at melissa.perkman. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.